Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Pop Culture Podcast. We're a pop culture podcast, shocker, hosted by two ridiculous human beings. I'm Erica Glass. And I'm Elizabeth Brockway. Welcome to our second mini episode. We're here to update you on all your pop culture related news needs. So think of these shorter episodes as audio newsletters of sorts. And today we're going to be talking about Bachelor in Paradise and the hills that was then, this is now. Uh, Before we really dive into things, I would just like to acknowledge that I know that I sound very nasally. Um, I have a cold for what feels like the 14th time this summer. So I will do my best to not sound like a mouth breather. Well, it's okay if you do. Yeah. Less than People understand. But it's fine. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, man. What a train wreck. Yeah, so there's been three episodes of the new season. Um, One better than the next, I have to say. Yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, After not watching this season of The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, I Mm -hmm. guess, um, I was like a little... I wasn't as excited as I was for last summer's Bachelor in Paradise, but I have to say, this is shaping up to be a pretty great season. I mean, I don't even... I'm okay with not even knowing all of the guys from JoJo's season. Totally. Because it's just like the drama is fantastic, and it's good enough to keep me interested, regardless of the fact that I don't really know any of them. Totally. Um, And speaking of someone who we do not know... Right. Though I feel like I've read a lot about him, so I know him even though I don't know him. Right. Yeah. Um, Our friend Chad... Yeah, he was an interesting um, addition to episode one. Yeah. So, Chad, as we figure out throughout the episode, in JoJo season, develops some sort of reputation for being drunk and sloppy and, and violent. Just like an all-around general ass. Yeah. Yeah. Just like not the kind of guy that you want to know. Or to, like, take something from what seems to be the way that we all measure quality human beings nowadays. Like, I don't want to get a beer with him. (laughs) Like, I have no desire to go get a beer with Chad. Right. He doesn't seem like someone you want to get a beer with. And also because when he gets drunk, he's insufferable. Yeah. So, you know, we, like, get the intro to him. He clearly enjoys um, protein. Protein. Yeah. Um and is is a handsome guy yeah he's not unattractive he has a cute little dog yeah um but yeah just is awful and it goes from just being like kind of like your general villain on a Mm -hmm. show to it kind of being one step further um and over the course of the night him and lace um who was this kind of disaster from ben h's season kind of in like a lovable way but like a total disaster like a Drank too much, kind of crazy, was great. Anyway, (laughs) they keep on, like, they make out, they get in a fight for about 15 seconds, they make out more, and it seems like it was, as Carly, one of my favorite Bachelor in Paradise regulars, pointed out. I would like to call it and say that Chad and Lace are officially the shortest relationship in Bachelor history. And at this point, Chad is, like, pretty plastered. Yeah, he makes some comment in the post-interview about how Lace is putting them back better than he is. Right. Um, 
So he's he's drunk. Yeah, and he starts saying these weird things like I'm going to murder your family yeah. to like everyone to or ev- I'm going to yeah. murder you and not in that kind of like weird sexual way that people seem to think is like an okay thing to is say. Is that a weird sexual thing? I'm going to murder you. It's like a gross sexual thing. Like I'm going to murder that. Oh. You know, yeah, it's, it's just gr- I mean all it here's a PSA. No one finds that, that attractive, yeah. so just don't say it. But, you know, in a large, that's that's not what Chad is meeting. He no. se- seems like he's meeting legitimately. I'm gonna murder your family. Yeah, yeah, or you, which is a little weird, particularly given how much protein he ingests. Mm-hmm. He seems like he probably has the strength to murder your family. Yeah. So, um, and he says like other. He starts calling all the women bitches. So yeah, he says horrible things. He starts being incredibly sexist and horrible to the women yeah and people are clearly getting uncomfortable and upset yeah and then he passes out next to a crab next to a crab which seems to be enjoying his hair he cuddles with his hair um and then he may or may not have um soiled had an ax- himself yeah soiled himself had a little <laughs> accident in his shorts while he's passed out it's <laughs> just just i think honestly the cherry on top of a perfect evening for Chad. Like, look, it happens to some people sometimes. Yeah. Accidents happen. Sure. But, like, not a great look. No. And also, everyone found out about it. Yeah. Also, it's on national television. Yeah. It's, like, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> so, anyway, so the next morning, I guess, um, Chris Harrison basically calls a meeting of the group, and they announce that uh, they're asking Chad to leave. Yeah. Which Chad does not take gracefully. You, Chris Harrison, come at me. I think F you, Chris Harrison is my new favorite line. Yeah. Yeah, it was just great. And he, I mean, Chad's like laid out some truth bombs there. He yeah. was like yelling at Chris Harrison, <laughs> who, to those of you who don't watch Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelor or is The Bachelorette. Hero. He is the host of all of those shows. Um, he wrote a book about love. Yeah. Um, Chad says to him, like, you know, what do you know? You're sitting, like, in your hotel room in your robe watching this with a drink, like, a thousand miles away. And then the next time he basically uses the same line, he says a hundred miles, which is, like, slightly more geographically correct. But right. still, like, no. Right. It's probably, like... Fifteen. Ten. It's Three. probably like 15 feet away in his own bungalow at the resort that yeah, they're he's staying probably at. Like, they're another. all there. They have to do production. <laughs> um, anyway, so that happens. And then Chad gets in a van and kind of is like breaking down and half like feeling sorry for himself and mm-hmm. being like, what am I going to do now? Like, I can't I even be Bachelor. Like, I, yeah, like yeah. I have nothing. And you're just like, oh my God, dude. Well, like. You should not have done what you did. Like, that was not, like, winning yeah, you any Yeah, you're kind fans. of... You acted horribly, so... <laughs> you did this to Sorry. yourself. And then also, then he just, like, pours himself more alcohol. In the car. In the car. <laughs> Open container laws, whatever. Well, they're in Mexico. Oh, right. Which he says, like, when he's like, what am I going to do now? I'll just go to Tijuana. And then says something about, like, walking there yeah. or something. He's like, I'll just walk home. It can't be that long. Yeah. Um, he's great. Doesn't sound like it's going to be too much of a loss for the ladies left in paradise. I think the most interesting discussion with Chad is this idea that 
by kicking him out, the Bachelor franchise is going, stepping into the direction of becoming more feminist and empowering women in that sense, which I don't know. I don't know if that was a deliberate thing on the producer's part. Like, I don't think the producers were actively trying to send a message by saying we don't condone this type of behavior and therefore we are kicking Chad out. I think it was drama that happened that they took advantage of to create more drama for the first episode that just so happened to make them look more quote unquote progressive. And I would be curious to know what he said to a lot of the guys because they show him just being very rude to the women and not so much to the men. And I'm sure that is like done very strategically in in post and editing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he was an unpleasant person in general. It is. I mean, I watch a lot of these shows that are, you know, I mean, like I think that MTV is the challenge is like Mm. a masterpiece and I think all people who don't watch it, which is basically everyone except for, like, me and Bill Simmons, is missing out on life. And there are a lot of, like, questionable things that happen Mm -hmm. on that show. So, like, my bar is pretty low Mm -hmm. when it comes to acceptable human behavior on these shows. I have to say, do I think he crossed a line? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think more so than other people? Probably not. Not that much more. I mean, I think saying that you're going to murder someone's family is, like, very bizarre. Um, But, like, they cast these people for a reason, knowing that they're unpleasant and he delivered. Right. Um, So I think it's interesting that they kick him off. I don't necessarily think that The Bachelor and their spinoffs are going to be, you know, bringing women's rights to a whole new level of importance in our country. Right. I I agree with you. I just think it's interesting that that's the... I mean, there was an article in The Atlantic where that was the conversation, right? And that itself. I mean, the fact that The Atlantic is talking about Bachelor in Paradise is pretty interesting. Right. For me, it was, well, maybe it's a deliberate thing on the producer's part Mm -hmm. where they're saying, well, we should send a stronger message to our viewers and the people that watch us that may, you know, need to see something like this to empower themselves to do something about their own lives but then the other part of me says it's just the bachelor like yeah like i don't think that the i i think that they saw an opportunity and they took it right i don't think that the bachelor producers really care that much i don't think that they're like out to like set moral precedents for people um given the rest of the show and the kind of ridiculous premise itself yeah but call me cynical, because I am being cynical. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, we'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as people said many times in this episode, I'm here for the right reasons. Oh my, they've said it a lot this season, which is interesting to me. It's just like, I don't. I think that the people who are there for the right reasons are the people who are there for appearance fees and to like have a good time and to like further their brand. Anyone yep. who's there to actually find love is being delusional. Like, hopefully, <laughs> it happens. It happened for Jaden Tanner. I wish them nothing but happiness in their life. I love Jaden Tanner. As do I wish nothing but Carly happiness in her life because she is wonderful and I think she should get her own reality show because she's an excellent narrator. I, she's a yeah, she's a great narrator. She's just fun and she's funny. <laughs> she's a good time and she's crazy in the best way. Yeah, I hope she finds love. Me too. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean 
the show is ridiculous. But, okay, moving on. So another thing that we mentioned last episode that we were going to talk about is uh, The Hills. Um, and they're, you know, like the LC, Lauren Conrad, like one hour special or whatever. Because they cannot, with good conscience, be called The Hills one hour special. Because it was just... Right. Okay. So like that is kind of like where we can start. Right. It was not about The Hills. It was no. about LC or Lauren. It's about Lauren Conrad. Yeah. And... What she's been doing for the past 10 years. What she's been doing for the past 10 years and stuff that made her uncomfortable while filming totally her parents yeah and her producer yeah and the director yeah and that's it yeah so it was weird so they like don't have any it's like lauren is the host of this or i guess host kind of of this episode thing and there are some really great moments and you know they kind of like pull back the curtain a little bit and Mm -hmm. talk about the production side of things when they were filming Mm -hmm. and they show some secrets and um, how it was, like, pretty scripted at times. Right. But then also how it was, like, very real at times. And right. how, you know, being on camera all the time kind of affected her life. And was difficult for a teenager. Yeah. And she comes across really well. Like, yeah. very well adjusted. Her parents seem like these wonderful, supportive parents. Um, you meet her hus- her now husband, this guy William Tell who apparently has never watched the show before. I think the most interesting thing about him is that he just he's never seen the show. We were at a hotel somewhere, and it was, I was, like, getting ready, so he was flipping channels. And he was like, oh, it's you. And it was, I mean, of all scenes for him to pick, it was, like, us in a club. This Sunday, let's all go to the Roosevelt Pool. I'm there every Sunday. And I, like, flip around. I'm like, I'm at the Roosevelt Pool every Saturday. And <laughs> William was like, nope, and just changed the channel. He's like, don't want to know that you. I read an article, too, that was like, really, Lauren, that's what you find most interesting about him, not his personality? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I mean, like, fair like, enough point, true. but yeah. It's true. Um, but all of that said, it was the Lauren show, yeah, and it was like a totally. total PR, like, I mean, I was going to say puff piece, but like, I mean, ultimately, all of this is going to be a puff sure, piece. Sure, sure. But, you know, it's just like, it's a PR thing for Lauren Conrad. Yeah, and... I mean, not to sound pretentious or anything, but like coming from journalism school, (laughs) whatever, where they tell you, you know, talk to everyone and make sure that you have, quote, all sides of the story. Yeah. For something that was branded as the Hills 10 year special. Yeah. It was seriously lacking other voices. And it's like for some of the other people from the show, it's like, what are they doing? Like, I'm right. pretty sure you could get Spencer and Heidi. And like, they're Stephanie. available. Oh, definitely, Stephanie. I mean, like, really, what are they doing? The Prats. Like, the Prats are around <laughs> and free. And, and probably so is Whitney. Yeah, but she, like, actually does stuff. I mean, like, I'm sure. She... Right. It's like, so it's like MTV had promotional stuff on the we- online. Online, yeah. Uh, using the Prats, all three of them, Brody and Whitney. Audrina's, like, busy having a baby. And... Justin Bobby probably like does not want to be on the show anymore <laughs> and Jason is married and probably doesn't want to be on the show because they don't show him to be the right. best but like those are your like big heavy hitters oh and Kristen is you know like married to the quarterback of the Chicago Bears and yeah. has three children and like a cookbook and is busy is doing and her like, own thing. has a life and has maintained fame so all of those people fine, fine. But, like, get these other people on the show. Like, 
it's not like an all or nothing. I mean, it, to them, it seems like maybe it was an all or nothing, but it was like, just do a reunion show. Yeah. One of our friends, Tuli. <laughs> hey, Tuli. She was like, if this is a reunion, I want some like Bravo round table, real housewives Well, it wasn't thing. a reunion. Right. But I mean, if that's what they were going right. to do, then do that. Yeah. So like that was kind of a bummer, but whatever. It was still yeah. fun. It was still a trip down memory lane. Um, Kind of like two of my biggest takeaways. Mm-hmm. One, Lauren needs to do something about her eyebrows because oh, they are man. like insane. Y- yeah. Yeah. Insane. She's like, taking so a, like overdrawn. Like, yeah, trend. I know like bushy boy brows are in. I get it. Do your thing world. There just comes a point where it was just like. A lot. It's too much. Yeah. She's supposed to be a beauty guru. And it's like, I'm paying way too much attention to your eyebrows. Yeah. They were certainly center of attention. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, mm-hmm. they did a pretty good intro. I was all excited. They have her driving down um, the I'm PCH, so the Pacific Coast Highway, in her convertible. They're playing Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah. And you're like, yes. And you're just like, oh, we're The back. hills. Everyone talks about the soundtrack to their lives. Ten years ago, this was the soundtrack to my life. That was then, this is now. If you ever need someone to make you smile, is it with this new song? And it's also like I Spotified it. It's not a new song. It's from like 2013 or something. 11. 11. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. It's like they clearly just like didn't want to spend money on this thing. It's not just that. It's like, how, why would you do that to Natasha Bedingfield? I know that song was so good. She's a staple of this show. It's like Natasha Bedingfield and like Hillary Duff music are like the staple of MTV shows. I know. Circa like 2004. I know. So why or would you like just... 2007. Right. So why would you just like, uh-uh, on yeah, that? Yeah, I was not a fan. That's Bad horrible. Move. Bad move. I was so mad. We're sorry, Natasha, on MTV's behalf. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was not as dedicated a watcher as you were to these shows, and I was still upset by that. So, like, this is one of those times where Erica and my age difference comes into play a little bit. So I'm three years older, and so the beginning of The Hills was very important to me because I loved Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach came on when I was beginning high school. And so I watched Laguna Beach and then I was all in on the hills. The hills was important to me in the sense that it was like, when I was younger, it's like I wanted to work in fashion and mm-hmm. I wanted to have this life. And, you know, granted, Elsie was someone who had ha- who had been on a reality show. So like things right. were kind of working in her favor in terms of like getting jobs. But, you yeah. know, she like worked. I'm using the Teen air Vogue. quotes. Oh. She worked, quote. Oh. In the closet yeah. at Teen Vogue, and I wanted to work at Vogue or Teen Vogue, and it was just, you know, it was, like, so cool and fun, and just being like, that's a life that I want, and here's someone having it. Yeah. Well, I wanted the New York version, but still. I mean, close enough. I watched the season, the The season that I watched the most was the one right before I got all about Spencer and Heidi. Uh-huh. And so when Lauren... Was she and, working at People's Revolution? I think so. Uh-huh. They were just in... Heidi Heidi and Lauren were in just the worst fight. And that's the season that Heidi moves out. 
Mm. And I think that's a season that I sure. watched a lot. Like the, oh, the most so you intensely. didn't see You'll Always Be Known as the Girl Who Didn't Go to Paris? No, I did not see that. Oh, great times. I know. I, I really want to go back and watch it because I feel like it's something that I missed out on. Yeah, it was really great. I have to say, I mean, it's like that show is incredibly scripted and like not yeah. realistic at all. Totally. That said, they had a lot of people who were in the industry. And I remember when I was like first starting out, seeing a lot of these people and being like, oh my God, you're on the hills. Yeah. And just like <laughs> texting my friends being like, oh my God, guess who I saw today? <laughs> so yeah, so like that was the hills. And I think that's kind of all that we're going to get from that, which is like kind of a bummer. It's but- a bummer. I would really love a Laguna Beach season one uh, reunion. Mm. I don't think we're ever going to get that because many of them are like married and are, you know, 11 years removed from the show and don't really want to be reminded of their adolescent reality television past. But like, I would love it. So if you guys could do me a solid. Um, Just for Elizabeth Brockway, just. Oh, you don't know her? Just. She has a podcast. <laughs> She's so famous and cool. Oh my cool. god, you guys, we could have the reunion on the podcast. I mean, look. Just putting it out there. I will I will make a pledge to watch all of it yeah. if they will come on the show. Oh my god, Laguna Beach is so good. You really should just watch it. I'm going to watch it. Anyway. Okay, so that's kind of like our two big reality TV... Updates. Updates, yeah. Um, we'll keep talking about Bachelor in Paradise. Sure. Forever so good i mean yeah there's i'm sure there's bound to be plenty of drama to happen next week oh yeah um okay so moving on celebrity Mm. news erica uh what's happened in the world of uh celebrity instagram so tom hiddleston yeah the internet's boyfriend and perhaps taylor swift's boyfriend though their lack of pda pda of recent times suggests that maybe no I'm thinking still yes. Yeah, but probably. Maybe, who knows? Anyway, yes, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston has decided after some time to join Instagram. Okay, before we go down this road, yeah. just general question for celebrities who like join Instagram now, yeah. it's like, what were you doing? I have a theory. Okay. So I think he probably had an Instagram, just not like a public a personal one, one. Like a personal yeah, yeah. Instagram and never really wanted to have, because Tom Hiddleston. Oh, do you think it's because they're trying to make him all James Bondy yeah. and like appeal to a bigger crowd? Yeah, I think before uh, Taylor smart. Swift, he wasn't a very. I think before Taylor Swift, he was not concerned with the social media. Yeah. In general, and. It was like Tumblr did it for him. Right, and I think right. Oh God, and and I think. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I, if we're gonna go full conspiracy with Hiddle Swift. Uh huh. Him and Taylor's relationship turn, translates into social media presence. And so, For sure. And so he had a Twitter, decided to... And then afterwards, his team was like, well, you need an Instagram to really reach the crowd that you want to reach. Yeah, I can't imagine that this was just like Tom sitting on the on a like the chair on the deck being right. like, you know what I could do today? I could start an Instagram. Like, I'm sure <laughs> right. that this went through like various people at, right. you know, various talent agencies. So anyway, so Tom Hiddleston joined Instagram. Yeah. Much to everyone's happiness. Yeah. His first picture was him dressed as Loki. Right. And with the caption. The villain from the Avengers. Right. With the caption saying something like, he's back or something like that. Right. And 
I mean, I think it was a good idea not to post a picture with Taylor Swift. For sure. Though he could have. And Something that tells been... me that they will never post or he will never post a picture of them together. No, he won't. Um, so Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Who is also one of the many loves of my life. He's just like one of the biggest celebrity trolls. I love him. Yeah. I he... don't, but oh, I understand why people like I him. I love him. Yeah. He posted a picture on his Instagram. Right. Of Tom Hiddleston wearing the I Heart TS Yeah, what he was photographed wearing at Taylor Swift's, like, beach celebrity bash for 4th of July in Rhode Island. And the caption for Robert Downey Jr.'s Instagram was, Join me in welcoming the biggest T. Stark fan of them all to Instagram. Right. So clearly, like, referencing his character, Tony Stark, who's Iron Man, but obviously making fun of him. And it was just like, good on you, RDJ. Anyway, the point is, right. Robert Downey Jr. welcoming Tom Hiddleston to Instagram. I'm excited about what this means. I don't know if Tom is going to be a good Instagrammer, to be honest with I you. I feel like he's not going to be, but... But he has people maybe. to do that for him. Yeah, so. I mean, he's not going to be doing it himself. It's fine. Yeah. So another fun Instagram that we got this week came from a uh, joyful little uh, Connecticut town, town that... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm anxiously counting down the days until we can really arrive. Gilmore Girls. They Instagrammed a photo of what's very clearly a MAC lipstick, except it's by Netflix. (laughs) And it's called Vicious Trollop, which is a reference to a scene um, between Lorelai and Emily, her mother, Mm -hmm. um, from the show. Wow, you look great, Mom. Are you being sarcastic? Oh, I'm being completely serious. Oh, well, thank you. That's a pretty color. What is that? It's called Vicious Trollop. Oh, stop it. Now, why would you name a lipstick something like that? Because Dirty Whore was taken. You frightened me. You want to try some? No, thank you. Come on, Mom, try it. It won't look good on me. Sure it will. Well, all right, but if I look ridiculous... I'll be the first one to point it out. You're a vicious trollop. You're a vicious trollop. Lorelai. Sorry. I have to say. Yeah. Vicious trollop is, I think, my favorite lipstick name. Oh, it's so good. And it's so on point. It's so funny. It's just like, I worked in beauty for a really long time and I had to write about different beauty products. Shocker. And there are just a lot of really fun names. Randomly, one of like the most popular articles I wrote ended up being about this, what turned out to be a really beautiful eyeshadow but it was called nick cage raking leaves on a brisk october afternoon (laughs) by shiro cosmetics i found it on reddit but anyway you know it's like people have fun with makeup names yeah it's you're right it's very accurate (laughs) a lot of the nail polishes that i have are like throw the go overboard or like yeah yeah things like that yeah okay so anyway so like they Instagram this tube of lipstick right. after their last Instagram where we're, you know, like speculating, you know, maybe Rory's pregnant. Maybe Lorelai's pregnant. Right. Maybe it's just like one of them is a teacher. Who knows? Right. right. We obviously spent time, you know, trying to figure out what the subtext is for this Instagram. Mm-hmm. What'd we come up with? I think we might all just be... Being a little bit too crazy. Yeah. And looking a little bit too much into what these Instagrams mean. Totally. I think you brought up this point earlier, and I think it's a good one. That they're Thanks. probably... You're welcome. Thanks. That they're probably just 
Instagramming references for super fans to get really excited about what's to come. I think they also know that, like, when they Instagram these things that are references to old episodes that maybe could have meaning that people are going to start thinking about it. People are going to start talking about it and it's going to get them press. Right. Which ultimately is like the whole point of Instagram. Right. For things like this. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it, right? We're excited about it and we just want it to happen. And I, I think it's one of the smarter ways for a streaming only service to advertise. Yeah, it's, it's not like commercials. Right. They can't do spots. They yeah. can't do all of that. So, I don't know. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I don't know how many times we can say, we're so excited for Gilmore Girls, but we I are. mean, like, maybe, like, once an episode until November 25th is my guess. <laughs> maybe more than once an episode. Yeah. I am very excited. Me too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that about does it for us. Yep. Um, so, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pop of Culture Pod. Check out our website at popofculturepod.com and subscribe on iTunes at Pop of Culture Podcast. Thanks for listening and to take a little something from our maybe relative to the pod, Ira Glass, bear with us. Bye, guys. Bye.